Hello, this is Matt O'Neill. It is August 3rd, Season 12, Episode 7 of the Pacific Podcast. And I am joined by my colleague on the other side of the Zoom. Hi, everyone. I'm Erin Hodson. Hi, Erin. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Um, just swell, man. Just swell. Trying, all right. Just trying to get through the summer, stay on top of everything. Try not to miss a meeting. Try to collect all the data. You know how the game is played. I'm playing it. You are. Your group is crushing it this summer. How many different projects you got going on? Half a dozen? Sure. <laughs> sure. It's hard to say. So uh, for today's what episode. even is a project? I mean, that's oh. like a philosophical dilemma. I don't know. What is a project? I, I and I, I think that's the title for our podcast today. Well, I think a project is your crew going around looking for gall midge, your rootworm survey. Um, what else? The insecticide evaluation trials. The um, there's so many things that are a project. Can you give us some updates? What are you hearing? What's the word on the street? The word on the street, um, well, I, the conversations around corn rootworm management still continue. That's probably the most um, frequent thing that people are asking me about. Um, just try to better understand their biology um, and management for not just this year, but beyond. So those conversations continue. And then at our crops meeting on Monday, I did hear people noticing a lot of Japanese beetles and then spider mites in some areas oh hey what's the conversation about rootworms is it uh people are disappointed with the management that they put in place in the spring at planting or they're getting surprised by outbreaks that they hadn't seen before um i think there's the overall pressure in iowa is up um even compared to last year so people are just noticing a lot of adults and that's concerning to them. So then they dig a little bit deeper and they're looking at roots. They're looking at, you know, performance of how the plants are doing as far as root injury. Some stocks are lodging in some fields after we've had some severe weather. So people are just, I think, out and about and just noticing higher activity. So then they just have a lot of questions about, you know, what does it all mean? We had some rain that came through. What, over the weekend, um, we're getting kind of pop-up thunderstorms. Seems like every six to seven days. Are those thunderstorms leaving a wake of down corn that, you know, is due to the weakened roots from the corn rootworms? Yeah, there's there's definitely areas with some goose-snacked or lodged corn. Um, part of it is that plants were drought-stressed anyway. You have some intense feeding, and then you have these wind events that can knock over corn. So, yeah, it's sort of a combination of things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about the Japanese beetles because uh, my sense going out in the field, the little bit that I've done compared to what you all you all are doing, um, I've been a little surprised at how few Japanese beetles there are compared to some years, some recent years. Um, am I suffering some uh, limited sampling bias? Uh, are there much larger outbreaks throughout the state? 
Yeah, I think you mentioned this last time. Um, you you didn't think that there were that many out and about, and uh, I'm certainly not seeing the typical injury that I've seen in urban areas, like in my neighborhood with trees and things like that. I definitely see leaves, but it doesn't seem like the whole tree defoliation is is happening this year. But I think in agriculture, um, like usual, this is not different than other years. They're noticing defoliation along field margins. And then in some areas where they have like multiple maturity groups or things like that, um, the silk silk clipping was pretty evident um, one to two weeks ago. So people are just noticing them. And I I don't know if that's just a a artifact of people out and about scouting crops, which I I take as a good sign because I I don't think I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call it an outbreak. That's a uh, I would say that's not accurate, but um, just people are noticing them. So maybe they're just out and about. That's good, right? Yeah. People, yeah. Scouting when? Well, um, anything else? Any other observations? Any updates on some of the other pests you're tracking, like the soybean gall midge or? Um, potato leaf hoppers persist. It's really hard to find soybean aphids. They're at really low numbers right now. So that's great for farmers. Not great if we're doing research on soybean aphid. Um, soybean gall midge has been fairly easy to find in Western Iowa, but at really low levels. So I think many fields have soybean gall midge, but they're not seeing the visual signs of injury. So I, I'm guessing that most people are overlooking them or um, now that it's August, they're mistaking it for sudden death syndrome. Oh, is it possible that both things are going on? Sudden death yeah. and, and gall midge? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I think if you were just to drive by and noticed a, like a dead patch of plants or like a wilted browning patch, when it's August, people, I think, would assume it's sudden death. Yeah. Oh, so even more reason to get out into your fields in August, even though we're getting into fair time. I know a lot of people will be headed down to the state fair. So maybe they yeah, can. There's a lot of county fairs in the state fair um, this month. So, Yes. Busy time of year in Iowa. Yeah. And hey. Nothing compares. What's that? Nothing compares. Nothing. Isn't that the logo of the state fair? Um, I don't know. I was checking out the logo for the um, the Tenderloin Trail. Conquer the Iowa Tenderloin Trail. Are you glad I passed that on to you? I, I'm so excited about that. I have yeah. uh, friends outside the state who are now considering trips to Iowa to follow the 2021 version of the Iowa Tenderloin Trail. You're welcome. How did you find this? Well, it was right after the uh, video clip that you had with the news. You get like the Iowa Today recap, da-da-da-da-da. I saw your video recap that you did for the news talking about prairie strips. And it was. Oh, wait, are we? Oh, we're talking about me. You know, I don't yeah. like to talk about me, Aaron. I, I, yeah. Very uncomfortable. I'm surprised uh, you didn't bring it up. But then right after that, they talked about this passport for uh, delicious pork tenderloins in Iowa. And they created a little graphic that you could go and get stamps and all that. Yeah, this is all over the state. Um, yeah. Some of these I am not familiar with, some that I, some I am. Um, we're talking South. West Corner, Emerald Isle, Southeast Corner, Buffalo Tavern, um, Hillcrest Golf Country Club. 
up by uh, C, uh, Grattinger, Iowa. I, anyway, I'll put the link so our listener can enjoy um, the trail and maybe hit a couple of these. Yeah, the, some of these are massive. Some of these are thicker than I thought. I mean, like my memory of it, it's been a while since I've had a tenderloin is super flat, super flat, super tender. But some of these are quite um, robust. You need like three buns to cover the tenderloin? Yeah. <laughs> they like fall out the sides? Why, why do we even put buns on them? I mean, come on. I don't know. Yeah, this is all right. So do you have a favorite? I have to say a uh, pork tenderloin sandwich doesn't totally excite me. So I am not going to participate in this passport program. They're okay. At all? It's all right. Oh, just all right. Oh it's God. all right. All right, people. You heard it there. Aaron, not a big fan. Not a big well, fan. it's okay. I mean, I don't want the pork people to hate me, but they're, they're all right. You like I'd pork. Have a pork chop. Oh, are you a child? I did yesterday. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair. Fair enough. Yeah. I, um, I haven't been to any of these that are on this list. I'll hit up a few as I'm traveling around. Um, I noticed a couple, my favorite is Goldie's out of Prairie city, Iowa. Goldie's makes it, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say solid, uh, cause I don't want people to take it literally, but that is a, that's a fine Pork tenderloin. All right. All right. Anything else? That's the highlights for me, Matt. Well, let's do a fun insect trivia. Yeah. All right. So uh, you know how this is played. I'm going to give you um, a series of clues. And then with uh, you give out your answer. Uh, maybe put it in the chat as soon as you you know you think you know. Um, so that I can go through the clues and all, and our our listener can uh, play along. Sounds good. I've got one, two, three, four, five clues today. And what I'm looking oh for, what's that? Oh boy! Yeah, I got five clues, and I'm looking for the common name. All right, for this pest. All right, so. Um, you're going to put your answer in the chat. I'm going to start with the first clue. This pest feeds on 150 plant species worldwide. Right. Tough clue, right? It could be, could be quite a few things. Clearly a generalist. All right. This pest responds positively to warm, dry conditions. Okay. All right. All right. All right. The third one is a visual clue. I'm going to share my screen. Uh, this pest leaves behind plants looking like this. Can you see that? Yeah. All right. I'm going to bring up another one. Can you see that one? See the same photo. Oh, oh, shoot. All right. I guess I got to stop sharing. And I noticed you just dropped something in the chat. Ooh, oh, she does it hardcore. She gives me the acronym of this pest. By the way, bing, bing, bing. I think you're correct. We'll come back to the, the photos in a second. Uh, so that was at clue number three. Number four, this is an oval-shaped pest, and it's about 1 50th of an inch long. 
one slash five zero. You already know it, but for our listener. And then the final one, and this is this is going to put you over the top. Well, you already know, but I'm sure our listener will get it now if they haven't already. This is not an insect. Aaron, way back, said two, well, she, she wrote TSSM, hardcore acronym, two-spotted spider mite. Tetranicus urticae. So you mentioned this when we were doing our little wrap-up of past. You're getting reports of spider mites. Is that not surprising to you, given the hot, dry summer we've been having? Not surprising at all. Yeah. Corn and soybean. It's a generalist. It feeds on a bunch of stuff. The pictures I showed you were from around my uh, house. I've got some um, blackberries and some elephant ears that have the characteristic what would you call that stippling or, you know? Yes, I would. Yeah. Um, and I went looking for them. I was trying to take pictures of them for, you know, just teaching and all. I, I don't think there's there anymore on these, on the plants that I took photos from. Um, but the damage remains, you know, these are kind of long lasting leaves. They're perennials. So they're going to stick around for a while. And show my neighbors the shame of being the entomologist who couldn't manage two-spotted spider mites, even on his own plants. Speaking of shame, I think cucumber beetles took out my squash plant. Died. <laughs> I was very diligent about the squash bug removal. Yeah. Doing it by hand, continuously. They're like, are really thick at my house. But I also have some cucumber beetles that apparently I could not protect. So my plant did a rapid death. Did you get the bacterial wilt? And it just I didn't test for ooze, but two days later it was like a wilted disaster. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's the worst. Yeah, I got about 10 huge squash off it. So I we guess. had something. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Mine, uh, I've got a lot of trees in my uh zucchini or flowering but i'm not sure there's enough sunlight to produce any fruit there yeah ah uh, well the, the spider mites are just shameful to me because i i thought i was keeping on top of watering and I, I moved the elephant ears into some shade i mean these aren't things that farmers can do but i was trying to manage the microclimate to you know make it a little bit more in the plant's favor um but yeah, it's tough, you know, couldn't, they, once they get established, they build up very rapidly. It's, um, and. Are they going to pull our PhD cards? Just like you can't grow a plant, bye-bye. Well, the, the, the problem with being an entomologist, I think is uh, as I get older, I get more tolerant of seeing insects and so my wife, she, every spring, she's like, hey, they're the, the ants are back. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're back. Yeah, they're going to be back for a couple months until stuff, you know, is available for them to eat outside the house. And she's like, well, can't you do something about that? It's like, well, what do you want me to do? It's spring. The ants come back and they get, keep the kitchen clean. And she just throws up her hands and she gets really frustrated with me. But yeah. <sighs> oh, well. Our struggles. Yeah. All right. Did we do it? Is that yeah. anything else we want to talk about? You got it. Uh, in the words of Howard Stern, we, we, we've kind of talked, we, we've said it all. And uh, we've talked well, about next it. next time.
talked about insects. We talked about tenderloins. I guess the only other thing to do is uh, any plugs, any events coming up? You'll see me at the state fair the next, uh, the, I'm volunteering on the 14th and 15th. So uh, come by the beer tent and I will get you a beer. For reals? Well, if you buy a ticket. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I'd get a special podcast. You're a rich professor. Come on, Maddie, pony up. Oh my God. <laughs> if this is rich, <laughs> rich ain't what it used to be. <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, when, when was that? You're at the fair? Well, I'll be volunteering on the 14th and 15th, but the 15th is the beer tent. Okay. Um, I, look, I look to see you there. Yep. And then um, uh, one last thing, and then we should wrap up. Um, did you enter anything in the fair this year? Heck yes, I did. Oh, what'd you Six enter? Things. Six? Mm -hmm. Oh, tell us what. Um, various forms of crochet. Nice. Multi-talented. Well, there was that pandemic 18 months where I had a lot of time on my hands. I, I'm going to go look for it. Good luck. Hope to see some blue ribbons. Let's hope. All right. Okay. Well, with that, let's wrap it up. Thanks, Aaron. See you Thanks, next Matt. week.